folks, Dave Dubow here with the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today we're doing a special investor spotlight episode. And our guest for today is Mr. Corey Beatty, real estate entrepreneur based in beautiful St. Albert, Alberta. So Corey, how are you doing today? Great, Dave. Good to see you again. It's good to see you as well. So Corey, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're up to in real estate investing these days? What's your What's your main focus when it comes to real estate investing? So right now, Dave, we're focused on multifamily properties, apartments, some small short-term rentals, but that's primary our focus right now. So multifamily buildings, like apartment buildings. So kind of like what size to what size? Anywhere from four units up to 50. Four to 50 units. All right. That makes sense. Corey, you're not a newbie when it comes to real estate investing. How long have you been investing for? Well, I've been in real estate for over 25 years, and I've been investing for probably the last 10 years. All right. So you've been very, very involved for well over two decades. And what you've been investing actively for the last 10 years. What is it that piqued your interest as in real estate as an investment vehicle? Well, there's a couple of things, but I think the number one thing that attracts me to real estate from an investment point of view is the passive nature of it in the sense that compared to things like the stock market, which are a lot more volatile, real estate to me has always been more manageable risk, a more calculated risk. And it's something I'm a lot more comfortable. It's You can touch it, you can feel it. Other investments, you know, you can't necessarily touch and feel them. That's why I've always loved real estate. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Corey. So you've been involved in real estate one way or the other for the last 25 years plus. What kind of real estate deals have you been involved in over that time frame? Well, it's been a mixed bag, but everything from single family residential, multifamily commercial developments. And I've seen deals that have involved brand new ground up development. And I've also seen deals involving flips and some deals that are, you know, just trading paper where I've helped other guys buy and sell paper on real estate where we're not actually doing any construction. And that's the other thing that interests me about the industry itself is that there's so many different ways that you can get involved and so many different ways you can actually make some money and make a living. Yeah, that's... That's one of the beautiful things about real estate. That's for sure. The multiple profit centers in a real estate deal. So speaking of that, you've had a mixed bag of experience over the last two and a half decades. You're focusing on multifamily properties now, four to 50 doors kind of thing, 50 rental units. Why do you, you know, out of everything out there, why do you prefer multifamily? Well, multifamily is a nice way to spread your risk because if you compare that with single family all your eggs are in that one basket in that one house, potentially. Multifamily, if you're four doors to 50 doors, you've got a lot more risk spread across all those various units. You've got more so what, cash what do, you, what do you mean by that? When you've got your risk spread out across multiple units? What well, if you, say, for example, you have one or two bad tenants in an apartment building, you know, and that's why people look at things like vacancy rates, that it's a much less dramatic hit to your portfolio as opposed to if you had two or three houses single family and you have a couple bad tenants you know that's a lot of money to be carrying with no cash flow 
So in other words, if you had like, let's say a 10 unit apartment building for easy numbers and, and one tenant stopped paying the rent or pulled a midnight move or something like that, you've still got nine other tenants paying the rent to cover your bases versus if the same thing happened and you had a single family home and your tenant splits, well, you're out of luck because <laughs> you got to cover those costs all on your own. Is that? That's exactly right. And, you know, that's why we look at the monthly cash flow. We look at things like debt service coverage and making sure that that monthly nut is covered, right? Yeah. All right. So we got kind of a, a lowering of risks because you've got a lot more tenants under one roof, so to speak. What are some of the other big benefits of multifamily versus single family investing? Well, right now, there's actually a lot of really attractive financing for multifamily. Some of the rates, with even with CMHC, believe it or not, you can get sub four and sub five uh, interest rates. And you compare that with the last 30 years. I mean, I can't think of a better time to, to get involved with that type of an investment. You know, it's it's quite attractive compared to what I've seen in the last 10 years. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So you can get a lot cheaper money than you could in the past. What about, talk to me a little bit about efficiencies of scale, if you would, when it comes to a multifamily property versus a single family home. Yeah, that's a good point, Dave. So with the team that we have in place, you know, in terms of efficiency and scale, our team, we can go into one particular building, do a complete inspection, go through it top to bottom. It's all part of the due diligence and the analysis that we do before we get into a deal. Yeah. And then the same thing applies when, you know, during the entire hold period, as well as the exit strategy. If anything needs to be done to that property, if there's any improvements to be made, we've got the team and the resources in place to do that. And it's a lot more efficient because you're just going to one particular location as opposed to single family where you may have to send sub trades or, or handymen, you know, could be all over the city potentially, depending on what your portfolio is. So it's a lot more efficient and you can do that in terms of scale and cost a lot more effectively. Right. Because you've got one roof covering 10 rental units versus 10 roofs. You've in many cases you've got one heating system versus 10 heating systems. You've got one parking lot versus 10 garages. All these different things just make things one place to go, like you mentioned. So it just makes it a lot more efficient. Now, what about, yeah, because I think if I'm not mistaken, Corey, you're, you're kind of, you and the team are focusing on value add type properties, right? That you can get in, in on these properties and you can add value. Without getting into too much detail, because it's a little bit complicated, talk to us about how you're able to almost exponentially increase the values of a multifamily property with forced appreciation and these kind of things versus a single family home. Sure. Yeah. Great question, Dave. So forced appreciation would be another way of, of looking at it in terms of some people are familiar with what's called the cap rate without getting too technical. Think of it as a multiplier, okay? So if there's a certain cap rate, it's the same thing as saying you either have a multiple of 10x or in some cases, a multiple of 20x. So for example, if you can improve that property and increase the rents you know, slowly over time, not dramatically, but if you can do that you know, in a managed, effective way, you're automatically adding 
value to that property, either by a factor of 10 or by a factor of 20, depending what the cap rate is. So even if you incrementally increase the rents by $100 a month per door for something as simple as adding better laundry facilities, better parking, or even- Or, or just know, bringing better, the rents up to market rate because you might get it where they're under market rate, right? Right. That's all part of the exit strategy on the back end, whether it's a five-year hold, seven-year hold, or even a 10-year hold. It's a great way to have that exponential growth on the exit. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about multifamily is the way the banks look at the value of the property isn't based on you know what else is necessarily going on in the market, like a single-family home. The value of those kind of properties is really based a lot on emotion. If you get into a certain areas of the country where there's a buying frenzy, then prices go up like crazy. But a multifamily property is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's considered more like a business. So the bank's looking at how profitable is this property? So they're basing the value of the property, as it should be, upon how much revenue, how much net profit does that property generate? And what you're saying there with the talking about the cap rates, but you get a little bit beyond what we want to get into here. But the idea is if you are able to increase your profits in that property by, let's say, $5,000 a year, if you've got a, a 10 cap rate, then you're going to be 10xing that. So that's actually increasing the value of that property by $50,000. So that is absolutely huge. Am I, explain, am I saying that kind of right? Sure. And, and maybe for the math whizzes out there. So if there's a 5% cap rate, that's the same thing as saying a 20X. Okay. So it, you're right. If you increase that by that amount, call it $5,000 a year, you multiply that by 20, there's a $100,000 lift Even better. on that property. Right? <laughs> Even better. And that's yeah. again, just by either increasing the revenues on that property and increasing the, the profit that way or lowering the expenses, getting more efficient systems, getting better insulation, that sort of thing, or a combination of the two, whatever it is that generates that higher net profit is going to increase the value of the property. Exactly. That line item that the banks look at is the net operating income for that particular property. And whatever that number is, that's what they want to see. And that's what they love to see. Uh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So whereabouts are you looking for these kind of multifamily properties, Corey? Uh, right now, we're focused in Edmonton and Calgary. That's our main focus. All right. Keeping it, keeping it in Alberta. And why do you like the Alberta market? Besides the fact that it's beautiful and you live there, but why does it make sense as far as investing in multifamily property? My personal opinion, I think Alberta is due for a rebound. Some of the numbers are starting to reflect that they're Things are turning around. You're seeing net migration numbers starting to pick up again. And Alberta is a pretty resourceful group of people. I mean, yes, things have been hurt because of oil and because of pandemic, but the rental market is very, very strong. When I see actual residential home builders on single family, you know, starting to shift directions and, you know, focus more on build to rent projects. It tells me that the rental market is going to be strong for at least, in my view, probably seven to 10 years. So I think it's a great time to get in now. Uh, rates are still good. 
but Western Canadians, especially in Alberta, I mean, you know, things are turning around and looking positive. Well, that's another beautiful thing about investing in apartment buildings. I don't know if anything is recession proof, but apartment buildings are definitely recession resistant because when you've got a bunch of people coming into the province, they need somewhere to live. And that would, for a lot of them, be an apartment when they're first getting started. And on the other hand, when things aren't so good, well, unfortunately, people are having to downsize and they still have to live somewhere. So they tend to go from houses into apartments. So in good times, it can be really good. In bad times, it can be pretty darn good as well. Would you agree? Absolutely. And you're even seeing, you know, a lot of the millennials who have a hard time, you know, coming up with money for down payments for homes. Yeah. You know, they're having to rent longer than they probably would like. But you're also seeing that with the work at home or hybrid work type scenario, you know, a lot of people aren't in a rush to, to buy a home either. So right. if they're in a comfortable neighborhood, a comfortable setting, you know, they're just as happy to continue renting. Absolutely. No, it makes a lot of sense. So, Corey, besides the fact that you've got a ton of experience over 25 years in real estate, in and around real estate, you've seen pretty much every kind of deal there is. What else? What do you think is your unfair advantage? What is your superpower when it comes to real estate investing? <laughs> well, superpower. I love the way you put that. <laughs> well, you're kind of standing like Superman there. So, I just brought it to mind. <laughs> Well, with 25 years experience, I've gotten to know a ton of people in the industry, whether that's, you know, other finance people, lawyers, accounts, construction people, tons of brokers, and that's brokers on the sales side, that's brokers on the finance side. So a lot of people, when they're just getting into real estate, they're going to be looking at the MLS market, you know, what I would call the retail environment. But there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of what I would refer to as deal flow that comes from having that network of people. And that's really what I rely on with our team is that deal flow. We get access to probably five or 10 deals, you know, a month. Wow. And those are opportunities that aren't necessarily ones that you would see on, you know, regular listings that other people may find. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot of networking. Sometimes you come across, other entrepreneurs who, you know, I, I had one guy that uh, he's been a framer for probably 40 years, decided he was going to sell everything and drive across North America with his family. And he hadn't even contemplated, you know, listing some of those assets. But, you know, one thing leads to another. And, you know, it's uh, it's all about matchmaking and solving solving potential problems. Right. So that's how opportunities come up. So your superpower is you've got a super team and you're super connected and you've got access to these deals that don't show up on the on the regular market. Yeah, that's so it's not just yourself. It's it's the people that you surround yourself with. And after 25 years, you know, the people that you need to know. It helps. It helps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. And what would you say is the biggest lesson you've come away from? Uh, come away with from real estate investing over all these years. I mean, you've seen the good, you've seen the boom times, you've seen the crash times, you've seen everything in between. What's been the biggest lesson that you've walked away from with, uh, with regards to real estate investing? I think the number one thing for people would keep in mind is that 
For me, the biggest lesson I've learned is you always have to have an exit strategy in mind. Whether it's you know peak markets or down markets, you've always got to have an exit strategy. And sometimes it might have to be more than one exit strategy. Because if you're counting on only one exit strategy to you know recoup or make your money, and if that plan doesn't materialize, you got to have a plan B or a plan C. And that's something that I, I've always tried to maintain is knowing multiple exit strategies. Yeah, you're an analytical kind of person. So you want to make sure you, <laughs> you got everything covered. That, that is great. Now, obviously, you're very enthusiastic about real estate investing. You see this as an ideal investment class for yourself and your family. Do you think real estate investing is for everyone? And if so, why or why not? Again, that's kind of a, a loaded question. What I mean by that is I think it's great for everyone to have some real estate in their portfolio simply because of the returns. But on the flip side of that, it's not necessarily for everyone in terms of being hands-on. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you look back to even 2006, 2008, everyone thought they could be active investors in real estate. Everybody could do it. Everybody was flipping houses. Everybody was building houses. And for, for people to be involved in real estate, you've got to have a lot of patience and you also have to be able to adapt and move quickly and you have to have a good network. And sometimes that's left up to, best left up to people that are in the industry and the professionals, right? Yeah. So I think it's good from a return point of view, but I think it's good to have other professionals or other experts help with that investing process so you can make the right informed decision. Right. So it's a matter of real estate very well could be for everyone, but being an active real estate investor is definitely not for everyone, but it, it exactly be part of everyone's portfolio. Makes sense. Yep. Corey, this has been great. If people want to find out more about you and connect with you, what should they do? Well, they can either email, phone, or check the website. The website is coreybeatty.com. My cell number, if people want to text, and I'm and I'm okay with that, 780-934-1667. And my email is Corey at CoreyBD.com. Just that easy. Corey, thank you very much for sharing your, your insight and your wisdom about real estate investing. Thank you very much, Dave. Really appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the next episode. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.